0: Welcome to the Papa Cast on the gridiron. Now, here's your host, Bob Papa. Welcome to another edition of the Papa Cast. Draft is coming up on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. The New York Giants have the 10th overall pick. Who better to talk about it than a guy who made the National Football League as a fifth round overall pick, David Deal? David, exciting time for Giants fans. They're going to get a quality player with the quarterbacks going one and two. The Giants have the 10th pick but it's really the eighth pick in the draft.
1: It really is. I mean, this is a a very exciting time for any Giants fan, but I think this is the most exciting time for any football fan because you have the complete mesh of any college fan who is looking to see where their alma mater's players are going to go, where the future of their players are going to go. You have the fans in the NFL looking to see which pieces are going to be added to their football team. And like all fans, this is the greatest time in the world because now we are all going to click and get back to what did we miss the most, Bob Papa? Football. Football. Thursday night is going to be the kickoff that the NFL 2016 season is about to begin, regardless of whether these off-season programs have started. This is the kickoff that's going to let everybody know that, okay, football's right around the corner, and this is the best part about it.
0: What do you think the Giants are focusing on with this tenth overall pick
1: where where do Where do you see them going i mean we I mean obviously
0: there's picks that are going to be made before they go, but who is the guy that you think would be a great fit for this
1: team well I, that, that's the greatest thing about this is because there are more than one player that are able to come in and contribute to the New York Giants at different positions, so as always, the Giants will always pick best player available at that spot. But it's it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out, considering the fact that we're going to think that quarterbacks are going to go number one and two. But then that third pick, that San Diego Chargers pick, is really going to set up the rest of the draft based on whether they go with Ramsey and they take the safety and get the need in the corner that they need, which will completely change everything moving back. Or will they go with a DeForest Buckner? Will they go with the defensive end, considering they've given up over 128 yards on the ground last season? Donald Butler and Manti Te'o are praying that they get DeForest Butler so that in that 3-4 scheme, they can run and make plays, something that they haven't been able to do. So I, I think with the Giants sitting right at the 10th position, It's still at a spot where you can get a dynamic football player who is going to be able to come in here, make a difference, and contribute right away because that's what that 10th pick needs to do. They need to contribute regardless of what pick they are. But if that 10th pick is selected, you realize the impact that you need to have on that football team.
0: Let's say uh, Ronnie Stanley from Notre Dame and – The offensive lineman from Michigan State, Conklin. Jack Conklin, yes. Jack Conklin is there. Who do you think would be a better fit for the Giants?
1: Well, I've broken down all the tackles, guards, centers in the draft throughout this entire time, and my big board and my top three tackles would actually go Tunsil number one Conklin, number two, and then Stanley out of Notre Dame at three. I just think altogether Conklin's game is better than Stanley's. Yes, I think Stanley is probably the best pass-protecting offensive lineman in the draft, but at the same time, I think that Conklin's sound in his technique pass pro wise he's always square he's good with his hands it gets inside leverage you know is able to sit down against bull rushes has long arms to stab but the thing that i think that separates conklin from stanley is his ability to move and maul people at the point of attack bob we know what the nfc east is about it's a heavyweight fight and you need to be able to move defensive ends and open the to open up zone running lanes, and so you don't constrict things. He has that ability to move defensive ends, wear them down at the point of attack, and still has that ability to play right tackle for a long period of time. Think about it. You have now two bookends and Eric Flowers and Jack Conklin for Eli Manning in this upcoming season.
0: So when you think about your line that you played on, yes. and you were the left tackle, uh, Richie Soybert was the left guard, Sean O'Hara was the center, Chris Snee was the right guard, Kareem McKenzie was the right tackle. McKenzie, very soft spoken away from the field, stayed out of the limelight. <clears throat> you guys did a
1: lot more talking than he did publicly. But it was funny, the side the, the sides of the line split it differently. You know, Rich and I are very vocal. We're outgoing, we're loud, you can hear us all the way in the facility no matter where we're at. Snee and McKenzie on the other side, you could hear a pin drop. They never said anything. So, I mean, you have that perfect mesh of players. But more than importantly for all of us, it was about accountability. Because when we started as a group, we were called the worst group in the NFL theisman said it other people said it and we took that as a personal challenge that in order for anything to take place and to bring back the championship culture to the new york giants it had to start with up, us up front so we put that accountability on one another whether it was lifting weights working out running working and breaking down film doing technique stuff out on the field we were accountable to one another and more importantly We would never let anybody else take that little deep breath or or slip that one little bit. The minute that we saw that, we would be on top of each other because we knew how important the small, little, minute details are, especially when it comes to a group when it's all five together.
0: Can Conklin sort of give the Giants what McKenzie gave the Giants at that right tackle spot? Not to that same level as coming in as a rookie, but could it be the start of something, what you guys got out of McKenzie? Uh, kareem on that right side
1: I, I believe that it really can be because like i said you have eric flowers at the left guard or left tackle position justin Pugh, who is a veteran that they have said now is going to stay inside at the guard position so you'll have him at left guard weston richburg coming back he'll be healthy he is a very good center he's fought through those tough times he had some Nixon's bumps last season that i think he'll bounce back from if you get a jack conklin to play right tackle it'll also give him flexibility If need be, he has played left tackle so he can swing. But what also it does is it creates competition, not only at those tackle positions, but at that guard position. Who is going to come out and win the starting right guard position and what five best offensive linemen are going to be on the field at the same time. So I believe with drafting Jack Conklin at that position, if that's who the Giants feel is the best player available, that it will make a a tremendous impact on this offense.
0: We don't know about Miles Jack. I mean, I think there's some smoke screening going on about of his course. medical recheck, and teams are trying to maybe push him a little bit further down the board. I don't think he's going to be there. Well, really nice, the
1: same but. thing happened with Todd Gurley. We don't have to look too far at, at the way that teams played games on whether they think he's fully healthy. No, we're not going to get a return on investment. I, I think teams are all saying what they want to say to get out – whatever feelings they really want, but deep down, you know teams are looking at his versatility, his ability to play outside linebacker, inside linebacker, cover people in the nickel slot. I mean, he ran the football on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, he is one of those players that you turn on film that has that wow factor, that he just jumps off of the screen. So yes, you have to worry about that knee injury, but at the same time, We've seen Todd Gurley come back for it. The one that I think is more interesting than anything is Jalen Smith out of Notre Dame because if he didn't get hurt in that Fiesta Bowl, he would have been a top-five draft pick, no questions asked. He was that good this past season. His ability not only to cover but his ability now to attack and and rush the quarterback, he really got much better with his pass rush moves on the outside edge. I think that he's one of those guys that if the New York Giants – are sitting at that second round pick at 40 you pick up an offensive tackle or somebody else at a position of need who you feel is that best available at 10 at that 40 pick if you get him and he can come in healthy that could be the steal of the draft but they're
0: saying that his medical recheck they're saying I mean guys have reported that he ain't playing this season can you can you when you're coming off back to back six and 10s with a new head coach can you afford to be that rich and take a guy in the second round when you can get, you could circle back for defensive line in this draft as deep, uh, maybe a pass rusher, or satisfy the wide receiver position.
1: Or if you can get another corner to go opposite Janoris Jenkins, you get DRC, you get some flexibility need, yeah, in what you're able guy. to do, you get another guy, and what does it allow Steve Spagnola to do to the young 21 rookie who got drafted last year? It allows him to use him at his strength, play him at eighth in the box, let him be a human missile, send him on blitzes, let him make those open field tackles, and you have flexibility of having another corner slash safety to do things on the back end. So I I agree with you, Papa. Uh, It's just one of those things that you never know how it's going to play out in this draft.
0: What about at number 10 if the Giants don't grab Conklin? Or let's say Conklin goes off the board which is also another thing that could potentially happen with the teams that are in front of the Giants. Tunsil might be off the... Maybe it's, maybe it's Stanley, and Stanley's really kind of a left tackle, so that would mean you'd probably have to move Flowers. Yep. Maybe the Giants say, you know what? We have grades on defensive players that are higher. Who might be a good fit for the Giants, or that the, you think the Giants could be intrigued with at number ten?
1: I think the the Giants and a lot of teams are intrigued with Leonard Floyd out of Georgia. You know his uh, his ability to to not only be able to be the inside linebacker, but once again, what is it the premium that any good defense or any Super Bowl winning team has been able to do? They've been able to attack and put pressure on quarterbacks. That's the name of the game. So he is another player that I know the Giants are high on, Leonard Floyd. His ability to to rush the passer, his once again, his flexibility in that linebacker position. Um, Vernon Hargraves, is he going to go before – the Giants select the 10 because he would fit perfectly into that scheme with Janoris Jenkins and DRC. Yes, he didn't put on the track show that Jalen Ramsey put on, but you watch film of Hargraves. He is so smooth in his transitioning, flipping his hips, playing press, playing off coverage. He is a very dynamic player. That is another player that can come in and make an immediate impact on the New York Giants.
0: As you look at this thing in an overview, um, what are some of the areas that are must-hits for the Giants somewhere in this draft, whether it's second, third, fourth, fifth round, or whatever, where they've got to get players at what positions, in your opinion, that are going to step in and be contributors from day one, whether it's a small role or a bigger role, but they have to be part of the front-line attack of this team?
1: Definitely an offensive tackle. At some point in the draft, whether it's at 10 or 40 or where it's at, you definitely need to get another wide receiver to play that number two to take some attention away from uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, Victor Cruz is coming back. But you don't know his health, you don't know know his status, it's unknown. So you need another receiver that can win those one-on-ones so that it takes away pressure from Odell Beckham Jr. and another receiver who can open up things for Eli Manning in this quick-hitting offense. Defensive side of the ball, you can always use another three-technique defensive tackle. Yes, you signed Snacks Harrison, but Hankins is coming off of a surgery. So you have him coming back, having a three-man rotation with JPP and now Olivier Vernon on si- outside. I mean, that's what you want to keep those guys I- inside is, is fresh. You know, you look at a lot of teams in the NFL, it's almost like a hockey line rotation, four going in, four going out. So if you can keep your D-lineman fresh – that's always great. We talked about getting another corner slash safety on the defensive backs, backfield so that now Steve Spagnola has more flexibility in what he's going to be able to do to cover. But the one that needs to be drafted and has to more than any position on this team is a middle linebacker position. We saw how much it hurt the Giants last year between Unga, Beeson, the injuries at that position, moving people in and out, whether it was Herzlick, whether it was trying to move JT Thomas to different, different positions. That middle linebacker position has been a staple for the New York Giants. Any good New York football Giants team, what have they had? a tough, hard-nosed middle, line, middle, nose middle linebacker that can identify things, that can communicate, but gets everybody on that defense rallied around them. John Beeson had that mentally, but he didn't have that physically last year. That's what they need on that defensive side of the ball, that tough guy that you think – Wow, we need to account for him as a player.
0: They signed Keenan Robinson, who they think can fill that void. You got you gotta hope But
1: once again he's had hamstring injuries. And you gotta
0: hope that Devon Kennard shows you and builds upon what he did his rookie year because his sophomore season, other than that interception in Buffalo, uh really was kind of a wash. He was hurt a lot of the year. Mm-hmm. And then you hope that maybe Oa Digizua could do something this year because you can't really JPP it's interesting because as much of an impact as he had, there were still a lot of plays that he left on the field of because course, of the hand. Of the hand, yes. And this year he's going to play uh, supposedly without the club. But until he does and he actually performs and shows production, don't you have to think at some point in the draft you got to draft somebody for that spot
1: too? No question. You have to because, like I said, pass rushing and getting after the quarterback is a premium. That split second where you're able for – a quarterback to get rid of the ball quicker than he wants to, That's, I mean that's that's what the name of the game is, is being able to shut down passing games being able to condense things in a run and making offenses one dimensional so I, I couldn't agree with you more because once again, it allows you to have that rotation of players where you can win one-on-one battles where you can't slide your protection offensively, okay we're going to slide to JPP every time or we're going to slide to Vernon every time you can't do that when you have a a physical presence that can play three technique or opposite, where you have to pick your poison on which way that you're going to go, and then what are you going to do? You're going to have to add tight ends to chip. You're going to have to add running backs. All it does is it slows down an offensive game plan. Does this team need
0: another back? I know there are a lot of fans out there that say if Ezekiel Elliott's there, the Giants should draft him. Um, what's your take on their running back situation?
1: Yeah, I, I personally. I'm not one of those guys that, that thinks it has to be done. I understand what Ezekiel Elliott can bring to a defense, uh, or I'm sorry, I uh, understand what he can bring to an offense. Uh, he's an every down back. He can pass protect. He's got soft hands. He can run the screen game. Uh, I mean, he fits up and, and hits linebackers on blitzes, and he is a north-south runner. He gets downhill. He He plays in between the tackles very nicely. But at the same time with Jennings, with Darkwell, with Vareen, with the Williams, with the crew that's coming back. And I like I've always said, I love the addition of maybe a free agent, late round pick pushing these guys, fighting to get on the roster. I think that in itself, with that roster, I think that this offense can function because Ben McAdoo finds ways in this system to spread things out and open things up.
0: All right, David, I'm gonna put you on the clock here. Final question. Um So the Giants are picking 10th, Floyd
1: is there, Conklin's there. Who would you pick? I'd pick Jack Conklin. I would pick the offensive tackle, and I know people are like, well, passed in the draft, you're an offensive lineman. Think about how many times that any Giants fan yelled at the TV screen about pass protection or Eli Manning getting hit or not having enough time last year. Enough said. A lot. A lot,
0: and the other thing is the blind side is not necessarily the same component as in the past. No,
1: because of the timing, the rhythm, and the the cadence, and uh, the ability to get rid of the football out of your hands quickly. So having a guy like Jack Conklin would allow this offense and offensive line to be more aggressive, be more attacking, and I think that he would be the perfect fit for this offense.
0: All right, and finally, I want to let Giants fans know that David Deal, myself, Carl Banks, uh, if, on the MSG Networks, on Thursday night, we're going to go on the air at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be on from 8.30 to 10. We're going to break it all down before the, before the Giants make their pick. Then once the Giants make their pick, we're going to hear from Jerry Reese. We're going to hear from Mark Ross. We're going to hear from Ben McAdoo. Maybe we'll even hear from the pick. So we've got the Giant fan covered for 90 minutes, live on the MSG Networks on Thursday night.
1: It's going to be unbelievable. I can't wait. This is, I mean, Papa, this is what we love to do. This is what all the Giants fans love to do because this Thursday is going to be the turning point, and it's going to be the kickoff of Ben McAdoo, Jerry Reese, and the new regime of what they feel this team needs and the direction that it needs to head in with that 10th pick.
0: Make sure you check it out on the MSG Networks. All gets underway Thursday night. Eight thirty PM Eastern, ninety minute show. Myself, David Deal, Carl Banks. We're gonna have a lot of guests and all the people that you need to know. David, we appreciate the breakdown. My pleasure, Papa. David Deal joining us on this edition of the Papa Cast.